Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It's generally when the truth becomes so enormous and ugly that the legacy media just can't cover it up anymore that they go ahead and write about it. And uh, such is the case for what's happening in, in Portland. Um, as we've made clear, both of us through the years, uh, we, I, absolutely loved Portland for a long time. What a great city. Fun, funky, full of music, great food. Uh, characters. It was, you know, like, it was a little like the San Francisco of 25 years ago. Um, just with a little more northwesterny vibe. Um, downtown Portland has, to a large extent, become a hellhole. And the New York You're Times. You're living in a hellhole! Thank you, Metal Guy. Thank you, Jack, for that obscure Spinal Tap reference. The title of this article is Scenes from a City That Only Hands Out Tickets for Using Fentanyl. The subhead. Oregon's experiment to curb overdoses by decriminalizing small amounts of illicit drugs is in its third year, and life has changed for most everyone in the city of Portland. That's a hell of a statement. Life has changed for almost everyone who lives in the city because of fentanyl. Yeah. They explained that for the past two and a half years, Oregon, Oregon's been trying an unusual experiment to stem the soaring rates of addiction and overdose deaths. They've essentially decriminalized use of hard drugs. There's a $100 fine for personal use of hard drugs, including fentanyl, which is killing people by the hundreds of thousands. But that $100 can be waived if the uh, person participates in a drug screening and a health assessment. Well, well sure enough, you're on is... drugs and you're not very healthy. <laughs> well, that is a low standard to meet. The aim is to reserve prosecutions for large-scale dealers and address addiction primarily as a public health emergency. I will 
say that though Portlandia is full of ridiculous fantasy ideas, and and have, they have permitted lawlessness and violence if it comes from the left. Um, the idea of, look, let's make it a public health thing and not a criminal thing and see what happens, is not completely insane. They've run the experiment, and here's the uh, result. P- Measure 110, approved by nearly 60% of Oregon voters in November 2020. The pandemic had already emptied downtown Portland of workers and tourists, but writes the New York Times, Times its street population was growing, especially after the anti-police protests that had spread around the country that summer within months of the measure taking effect in february of 21 open-air drug use long in the shadows burst into full view with people sitting in circles in parks or leaning against street signs smoking fentanyl crushed on tinfoil since then oregon's overdose rates have only grown now tents of unhoused people line many sidewalks in portland months-long waiting lists for treatment continue to lengthen some politicians and community groups are calling for Measure 110 to be replaced with tough fentanyl possession laws. Uh, others say, no, give it more time and, and more resources. But then the article goes into the accounts of several people. Here's this uh, woman, Jennifer, works at a coffee shop and wine bar that she operates with her brother. On her walk to work, she sidesteps needles, shattered glass, and human feces. Often, she says, someone has passed out in front of the lobby's door, blocking her entrance. The other day, a man lurched in, lay down on a couch, stripped off his shirt and shoes, and refused to leave. Where are you going to get comfortable? At four in the afternoon, the streets can feel like Dealer Central, she said. At least 20 to 30 people in ski masks, hoodies, and backpacks, usually on bikes and scooters. There's no point calling the cops. Oh, that's right. We were going to bust the dealers, the big-time dealers, but now there's no point calling the cops, and they're everywhere. Despite the street turmoil, she still likes to go for strolls on her breaks. But at 11.30 on a Tuesday morning, I walked to the block between Target and Nordstrom in the middle of everything. Woman's uh, performing a sex act on a man. Nice. She's keenly aware that she's witnessing a confluence of long-standing societal problems, including mental health and housing crises. Quote, but it's so much the drugs, she said. Right. As, as I've said many times. The idea you, that the housing crisis... You know, equals fentanyl addiction. I I just don't get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the soft-headed among us and soft-hearted might say, well, it's despair. They're turning to the fentanyl because of despair caused by the housing crisis, uh, crisis, etc. And what I've said many times is if you eliminate the hard drug use, you can get down to who's really just mentally ill. And, and, you know, honestly, a lot of people are now mentally ill because they've ruined their brains with drugs. And who are the folks who can't care for themselves? They, them, we will help. But the problem is, you ask anybody who's living on the street, and we have many times, what percentage of the people are on drugs in your camp? 80%, 90%. Well, and, and then even when you got through all of those and it's just people who can't afford to live there, then you got to live somewhere cheaper. I've, I've never understood this, particularly if you're talking about like Portland and San Francisco. Or San Diego. These are some of the most expensive cities in the world. Lots of people would like to have lived in Portland before it turned crappy. But you couldn't afford it. So you didn't live there. Right. Including people who make a damn good living. 
Officer David Bear of the Portland Police Bureau patrols downtown on a mountain bike armed with a gun, a citation pad, and the overdose reversal drug Narcan. He spends his shift arresting street dealers carrying large quantities of blue fentanyl pills, writes $100 citation tickets for people injecting or smoking drugs in public, administering Narcan to those nodding out. He he uh, has to revive an overdose at least once a day. Uh, Once a day? You're you're saving someone's life. Wow. Yeah, and and he he talks about some of the DMs on the. They have an Instagram account where they have pictures of all the hell and chaos, and a lot of people say, "Let the addicts die. They shouldn't be narcaned." He said that's tough to read because we interact with these people every day. I've worked on the same person multiple times, and he uh-huh. talks about this guy who used to be a drunk, and he'd encounter him drunk from a night at the bars and get him home. Uh, the other day I was biking. I look over. Why is that guy bleeding? I roll him over. It's the same guy. He's now a fentanyl addict, etc. Yeah, I don't know what the sweet spot is on this whole compassion for people who have an addiction problem, disease, whatever you want to call it, on one end, and then on the other end, the super hardcore, uh, you know, you made a decision, no compassion. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the sweet spot is in between those two, but I think it's way too close to the first one. Like, it, like I keep hearing, how many times have I heard this about Hunter Biden? Well, he's you know he's in the throes of addiction. Okay, fine, whatever. And how far do we go in excusing incredibly, incredibly bad behavior? Well, I know the criminal justice system doesn't excuse you at all. No. Yeah, I just killed him because I was high on meth. Well, enjoy jail. Yeah, that's a very good point. If we've decided that the laws don't give. Any leeway for that. Oh, I was drunk. Oh, okay. We didn't realize you were drunk when that happened. Since we don't give any leeway, legally speaking, why do we so much culturally? It's a great question. And and let our neighborhoods go to hell. Be ruined. Dangerous. Crime-ridden. So um, this cop says a big part of his job is writing these Measure 110 tickets. He says, it's like, hey, you can't smoke meth or fentanyl on the sidewalk or the playground. And the pushback we get, people can be really aggressive. They think they're in the right because drugs are legal. I say beer is legal, but you can't drink beer in public, which is an idiotic law, by the way. Uh, so we cite them, et cetera, et cetera. That Two is hours so later, hilarious that you could get a, um, oh, what is it called? open in public ticket or whatever like that. There's people over there in the park doing heroin. (laughs) Yeah, fentanyl, meth. So we cite them and give them the drug screening card. Then they'll say they don't want treatment or they'll tell us, okay, I'll call the number. Two hours later, we run into them again and they're smoking or even overdosing. Then you have Noah who says, Portland is a homeless drug addict slice of paradise. He was living with his girlfriend in a bright orange tent on the sidewalk against the fence of a church where they shoot and smoke both fentanyl and meth. Keeping in mind, if you're just tuning in, this is all from the New York Times. It's not the Post. It's not the Washington Times. It's not Armstrong and Getty's far-right fascist newsletter. This is in the New York Times. He's, uh, let's see, living in a bright orange tent on the sidewalk against the fence of a church where they shoot and smoke both fentanyl and meth. He ticked off the advantages of Portland. He can do drugs wherever he wants, and the cops no longer harass him. There are more dealers scouting for fresh customers moving to paradise. That means drugs are plentiful and cheap. The downside, living in tents is no paradise, he said, especially when folks in nearby tents high on meth hit them with baseball bats. Then he gets into the eviction notices, etc., etc. Measure 110... 
Uh, also did not dial back the hatred and derision he gets from homeowners, people with jobs, refrigerators, and paid vacations. He feels those glares keenly, not because, uh, not least because for a time his life resembled theirs. So now <clears throat> he kind of resents the fact that he's a, a, a drug-addicted bum who's terrifying people in their neighborhoods, and they look at him funny. In and out of rehab five or six times in prison. During the years, he was able to claw his way back to sobriety. He worked in construction, made rent, and became a father. I don't know how he get out of this in the cities where it's already happened, and I don't know how he necessarily keep it from happening other places. Well, I would say one of the great laboratories of democracy, Portlandia, conducted an experiment, and it has failed miserably. What do you do with all the people whose brains are permanently ruined from drugs? Wall Street Journal just had a big editorial. It's time to reopen uh, asylums. Asylums. What else are you going to do? What are you going to do with hundreds of thousands of people across the country whose brains will never work right again because of the newest TARDIS court drugs? It's either that or let them die painfully on the street alone. While committing crimes that affect you. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And ruin this, the uh, the quality of life of, of the, all the people in the town. Yeah. Hey, folks on the left, what do you say? You watched Portland. You've seen it. Your own flagship publication is calling out the city for being a miserable hellhole of a failed progressive experiment. What now? Your move. Portlandia's crumbling. Has crumbled. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.